Hello, hello, everyone. Hello. And welcome back to our, what's this, our third episode of Pop the Bottle. Four. Yeah, where we uncork pop culture. Yes. Yeah, I think this uh, this episode is going to be good. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be alive. It is Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, happy Super Bowl Sunday. By the time you guys hear this, it will no longer be Super Bowl Sunday, but... Here no, we but we are excited. We're not really football fans, but we do watch it and mainly for the food. We're here for the food. We're here for the commercials. And we're excited about this year's halftime show. Halftime so, show is going to be pretty good, I think. I saw on TikTok that kids were having to look up who Eminem and Dr. Dre and all these <laughs> I honestly, that's are. a thought that crossed my mind. Yeah, it made me cringe a little bit because I know I'm not old, but apparently I'm old enough. But... Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited. It's going to be pretty good. They had to do something because whatever they've been doing these last few years has not but been over working. Over the weekend last last year was the weekend, and boy, I, I, I'm not a huge weekend fan just in general, but I was like, wow, this is... Especially because he said he paid out of his own pocket for some of it, and I just wasn't impressed. But this I year... don't think overall consensus was that many people were impressed by it. He really got a lot of backlash from that, for sure. I don't know. I feel like hardcore fans are going to like it regardless. So if you're a fan, we're not bashing you. We just weren't a fan of the halftime show. <laughs> well, yeah, anyways, the Super this Bowl year... is going to be really interesting. Who are, you, who are you rooting for? Well, we discussed this this morning in the kitchen. <laughs> and well, so... see, my mom doesn't watch sports. She doesn't know anything about football. So she no, I know a little. Know who was playing. So because your I brother have... was in sports, so I know a little bit. Stop it. First of all, no. <laughs> I mean, Second high school. Of all, no, you don't know anything about sports. <laughs> So don't try to act like you do. And my mom usually rates her team off of the uniform colors. Yes, I want to know what they're wearing. And that's how I pick the team is off their colors. So this year... She said she was going for the Bengals. And I explained to her they were orange and black. And she said, absolutely not. No, orange is not a good color. She said jail. So. Exactly. That's why I always say I don't disobey the law because I don't look good in orange. So I quickly shifted my support to the Rams because they have better colors. Is that wrong? <laughs> I don't really know what to say. So my mom's for the Rams. And you, you know are what? for? I'm for Odell Beckham Jr. Solely as a person. But <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, um, I'm going to go with the Bengals because I think they're the underdog. They are the underdog. And I just... don't act like you know. You didn't even know who they were until well, like half an hour ago. That's how you gain knowledge. You learn, and then you know from there. <laughs> Anyways, she's not going to sit here and act like she knows that they're the underdogs here. I do like an underdog, though, but I'm sorry. Sorry, I can't vote for you, Rams. I don't like orange. What do you, Bengals? Bengals. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, so we we're have, moving on yes, from that. We do we... have our good uh, Super Bowl menu. We're just going to eat and get fat today, so it'll yes, be fun. Yes, we hope you guys have a good Super Bowl and that you didn't lose too much money betting on whoever it is that you bet on. Yeah, absolutely. So this week, we want to start off with talking about something that was super big this week. It's been, I think it's been out for a couple of weeks, but we just watched the Tinder Swindler. Swindler. Say that fast five times. I know. Tinder Swindler. Oh my um, gosh. It was... Um... I think it was uh, not shocking because as private investigators, we see cases like this all the time. The thing about it is I, I've seen so many people be on TikTok and say, you know, oh, I, it could never be me. But these women wholeheartedly, I'm sure if you would have asked them before this happened, they would have said the same thing. The problem is, and I've told my boyfriend this before too, is every time 
that you say, oh my gosh, I don't understand how people fall for that. There's there's a million people who would fall for these scams. Right. As yeah. private investigators, yeah. we work a lot of catfishing cases. So we see it. Yeah, we see it a lot. And it is sad. I really feel bad because they're very heartbroken. By the time they get to us and they're hiring an investigator to go and do some research, they really believe at this point that this person was somebody that they had fallen in love with. Well, and then you tell them the truth and then it's, are you sure? And I don't know that that's accurate. And how do we actually know that this information is true? And are you sure it's not that? And then, and then becomes the denial of they don't want to believe it, even you know, though you have the cold hard facts in front of you. Yeah. It's, you know, the evidence that they've been looking for and you give it to them and then they don't want it. One of the biggest consistent things about these types of cases in the Tinder swindler, it goes along with it as well. And that, is how he went and it's this guy his name is Shim shimon simon no his real name oh, is shimon. I was like, are you trying to be fancy <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so his name his name is shimon hayut he's from israel but then he created a persona of simon laviv in europe after he escaped israel he'd already duped three women in israel and had served some time there then escaped to europe changed his name and then he started getting these women through tinder and again one of the consistent things is that he went and he wined and dined them and some of the catfishing cases they don't actually meet them in person but they make them believe for a period of time that they are in love with them and so by the time we get them as a client they really believe and they say but why would he have done i've been talking to him for six months and why would he have told me this deep story and been vulnerable with me about his life if he didn't care about me why would he tell me things that he hasn't told anybody else you know yeah absolutely and that's it's hard for them to get it and it's so sad like it's heartbreaking to see the attachment and to know that this person on the other side is being sleazy and they can't accept it for what it is or they can i guess it takes them a while yeah and and you know i think that's uh watching the tender swindler um i hope that if you haven't watched it yet we're not spoiling it but if you watch the tender swindler you you hear the girls saying those things you know mm -hmm. he was so vulnerable and, and i felt like i could trust him and he was a you know because it's one thing to be in a relationship with somebody but as a friend too like you you try to trust this person who you feel like it's just a friend so what do you have to lose by investing in them emotionally and then they go and do something so awful to you you know yeah and that's almost harder to believe than a relationship because a relationship it's like oh well i'm vulnerable with you because i'm in a relationship but when you but you know it's it's almost harder to comprehend as a friend yeah it's and the sad thing is they are preying on women that are actually very kind and they have good hearts and you know, we always joke, like, I would never do that. I don't even trust anybody, you know, that type of thing. Oh, you got a hardened heart, whatever. But really, these women are so kind and they're trusting and thoughtful. And those are unfortunately the men and women, because, you know, men get duped too as well, that they prey on. It's when they give them money. I'm like, stop, don't this give them the, money. And that's the one thing that I will say is you gave somebody, you know, $5,000. That's not a little bit of money, but I mean, $250,000. Yes. At what point did she say, why don't you ask your dad? Why don't you ask your dad for money as yeah. a billionaire? And, and at some point it's, oh, why do you need this much money? If you're going to take money from me, I don't have that type of money. So take commercial flights, make them pay for their own flights. I mean, yeah. Or don't take them. I don't. 
I understand it was a breach of safety or whatever he tried to say it was, but at some point do you take a step back and say, let me ask a couple of questions because this just doesn't make sense. And there were never questions. It was just, oh my gosh, you need more money, I guess, you know? In this situation though, which you don't find a lot in online catfishing cases. So this one, of course, his persona was that he was the son of billionaire Israeli diamond, um, what was his name? Lev Oligarch, I'm probably saying that name wrong, <laughs> Lev Lviv, but we're going to throw it out there because anyway, the point is, is that he said he was the son of a billionaire. And so I think it's the intrigue and the fact that he would bring these women from different you know, countries. He would just enamor them with gifts and the Bentleys and the hotels. I mean, it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to take you to Olive Garden. It was, yeah, you know, well, really. I think that was part of, because, like, you know, of, of all the catfishing or all the cons that I've seen throughout the years, not even personally, but just in general, even on TV. I mean, this man wined and dined these ladies before conning them and really made them believe he was a billionaire because he took them to these fancy restaurants and I'll give it to him. At least he wined I mean, and right. dined. <laughs> <laughs> he did not spare any expense. Unfortunately, it was that the previous girlfriend's dime yeah, so that, to me that that was the most elaborate of it all was a lot of these people online catfish and they don't have anything to lose because it's like this person sends the money or they don't they shut them down and then they go to the next one but to you know uh, show them you're you're truly who you are supposedly but i mean you match your your tinder your pictures and then you whine and you dine these ladies and make them feel like you are a billionaire they're gonna trust you you know right the first lady Cecily is that how you say her name these are such pretty names yeah honestly yeah, <laughs> and exactly. their accents I was like I Simone that's like how they say Simon <laughs> I was like I want to talk like you Simon, but yeah. uh, Cecily she was the first one on the episode she wasn't the first one he duped but the first one on the episode and she gave him two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and it wasn't all at once I mean he yeah, was in despair was forty thousand dollars twenty five thousand dollars and getting all of these loans and lying about, you know, her job and her credentials on these loans, which, you know, is a no-no to do. But she, she got approved for $250,000, which honestly, to me, that's also really shocking. Where My question is, at what point, so he tells her he's in despair and he he needs money he can't access money at the moment. And so he talks her into getting an American Express card. And then he, she says, I can't get that kind of money of a limit on this card. And so he tells her, oh, sure you can. You're an employee of my company. So he gives her false documents that are completely falsified. And at what point did she not go, this could be a problem. Instead, yeah. she was like, because I love you, I'm going to go ahead and this do this. This guy that I've known a month. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point to bring up. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> If I had the money to give you that type of money, okay. But if I don't have that type of money and I've only known you a month, don't ask me to for $250,000. No. I mean, you're lucky to get an Uber ride. Yes. You know? <laughs> Do you know where he got her at, though? Where he, where he hooked her in is at the point when he told her, I want to live with you. Yeah. Start looking for apartments. And she did. So she would look for apartments through FaceTime. He said they secured an apartment. They were going to put down a deposit. And he made her believe that he put down a deposit for this apartment. And at that point, she, I think, felt solid. Yeah, she with felt him. safe with him, which is the worst part. You know, the worst part is she felt safe with this guy who took advantage of her. And, you know, we, we also just have to remember that as 
much as we can sit on the sidelines and say, oh, golly, if that was me. I mean, this girl is a victim and we shouldn't shame Very much her so. for that. And yeah. for people to mock her and make fun of any of these victims is really disheartening and really sad because, yes, we can all sit here and say, golly gee, why didn't you use your brain? But, you know, I, I mean, it. I'd like to think I'm a smarter person than that, but I, I'm not going to shame her, you know, because in the moment we don't know all the exact emotions and things that were said. And he just is a master manipulator. We've all been manipulated before. Absolutely. And there was an article that came out on these women and the comments and Ugh. things that people had said were just horrific. And why would you attack them for doing that? I mean, unfortunately, we're all guilty of making decisions with our hearts mm -hmm. and not always our head. Yeah. And he he had a good scam going, really. I mean, that's what, yeah. I mean, it was a very elaborate scam. I'll give that to him. Yeah. I mean, it's not as though she met some guy on Tinder, never met him, and then gave him $250,000. I mean, he whined, and he dined her, and he showed her this life, and then he said, let's move in together, and then he ended up scamming her. I mean, he knew what he was doing. Well, the second lady, Pernilla, I'm so sorry if I betrayed <laughs> these names, because they're, but they're so pretty. Um, so the second lady, Pernilla, she ended up not being attracted to him, and they stayed friends, and she would go on trips with him and his newest girlfriend, mm -hmm. and then he ended up still getting her for money. I don't remember. Do you remember how much she gave him? Um, she gave him, I thought it was a hundred thousand. That's, I think it was a hundred thousand. And then the third lady, Eileen, oh do you, I, spoil yeah. alert. If we talk about Eileen in the end of this episode, if you don't want to hear it, just fast forward or shut us off for a minute. Cause this, we're going to discuss the very ending, which is the best part. Oh my gosh. Honestly, Eileen, you are the G rock star. I love it. I love the way your face lit up when you got the notification that one of his shirts sold. <laughs> So she, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it was great. So she ended up at the very end after, she, I don't remember, do you remember how much money she gave him as well? I don't, I don't remember. I, I feel like they didn't say, but I could be wrong. I don't feel like they did say either. I just remember the 250000 from Cecilia. Yeah, yeah. That kind of just stuck in my brain. But I, then... don't, I don't think that she gave him as much money because I think that in the middle of him trying to scam her was when she got the article. Oh, that's right. So she was, I remember now, um, she was waiting to meet him. She was at the airport, right? Yeah. And she was waiting to meet him. And he, Not for the first time. No, not for the first but time. Just she was going to see him. They had been in a relationship for a year. Mm -hmm. This goes to show you how long his scam was going. Right. So then she, as she was sitting in the airport waiting, she saw this news article as she was scrolling on her phone. And it turns out it was an article about this Simon Lviv and and what he had done to these other women. And she thought, that's my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she, I mean, she played him hard. And I mean, I don't think any other woman that we know of, you know. She him. shut her phone off. She put it in airplane mode, got on the plane, went and met him. Mm -hmm. And she read the entire article on the plane. So when it landed, she said, I'm, I'm going to hurt him right where, I'm going to hit him right where it hurts. So he's asking her for money. And she said, why don't we just sell your clothes? And so he, she said, I, I can sell them for you. So he said, okay, gave her all of his clothes that were worth anything, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Hermes, everything. She took it. She sold it all on eBay to get money, basically restitution for herself. <laughs> right. And when she was doing the interview, that's what you were talking about. She got a notification that something of his has sold. And she just, the smile on her face was so amazing. It was honestly great job, Eileen. Yeah. So. We love that for you. 
Great show. Everybody should watch it. Because it's a movie. You keep saying show and episode. It's one movie. It's a documentary. Well, it's like a show. Anyways, watch it because it's great for people that are out there dating because they're the red flags that kind of to look for. I think that everybody should be aware when you're meeting people on the internet. Just be aware because we've all learned the hard way that we don't actually know the people that we think that we do. Yeah. Just always be aware. But... I will just say, to end this real quick, a public service announcement. A few things to look for when you're out there dating online is if they're from another country, if they're doctors, they have a lot of money, the wife is dead, the spouse is dead, they have no parents, no siblings, and it's basically just them. Those are all indicators that you're probably not Being talking yeah. to the right person. Anyway, I just had to throw that out there. It made me feel better. <laughs> yes. So, all right. Now we're going to get into the juicy stuff. What do you want to start with? Um. Well, I guess, I mean, I know we talked about the Kardashians last week, but we could go ahead and talk about Kylie Jenner having her baby. Yes. So, Miss Jenner um, released the name of her child with Travis Scott. It's a little boy born 2-2, 2-2, 2-2, 2-2, 2 Planned, right? Don't you think? C-section oh, I mean, set up. <laughs> absolutely induced me on two two. Yes. Yeah, oh, I guess an induction. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think she just went in there and said, "Cut it out of me." Yeah. No, I definitely think. Uh, I feel like she's a Kardashian. If she needed to, she would. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, so the baby was born the day after Stormy's birthday, just five years apart. So she named the baby. Do we have like a, well, everybody knows what it is, drum roll something. <laughs> I know. So she released the name of the baby as Wolf. And I mean, I, so I saw that she had released the name of the baby like 38 minutes after she had released it and Twitter was on fire. People were, I mean, people had opinions. Not, yeah. It was hilarious, honestly. Yeah. And so uh, there was lots of memes, lots of stuff on the internet. I made a TikTok about it if you guys want to check it out, but yeah, I mean, the, the internet is on fire. The biggest thing, I think, is um, people are like, is she trying to create the team of X-Men? The X-Men, <laughs> not the team, but, you know, is she trying to create the X-Men? Because now you have Stormy and Wolf and, uh I... Not my favorite name. But, I mean, did you really expect them to go with something normal? Well, I think that... A lot of people were convinced, including myself, that if Astro World didn't happen, they would have named him Astro Webster. I wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah, I mean, why would they not have, to be honest? They're so big on Stormy World, and then they named their little boy Astro. You know what I mean? I mean, I could see it. I could be completely off, and I know Kylie will never listen to this, but Kylie, if I was right, <laughs> just let me know. Blink twice. <laughs> yeah, blink twice. You know, um, we're... It's interesting because if they had the name Astro and then Astro World happened, the devastation, in my mind, I just visualize her and Travis Scott, like, were they sitting around and she was like, I really like this song. We should name the baby Wolf. Were they yeah. driving in the car? Was she, like, getting right? Like, where did this name come from? And how? You know what, of all, uh, you know what, uh, still, although Wolf is out there, True is my least favorite name. I think that True is the cutest baby though oh she's so stinking cute uh, but at I least there's history face. and it's like sentimental yeah because I'm just it was talking after about, her I'm just talking about the name yeah. regardless of the sentiment it's still not my favorite name you really think that true? north north is better than true no it's not that i like north 
I don't think it's my least favorite. Okay. It would be bottom of the list. Yeah. I mean, Courtney started out good with Mason, Penelope. Yeah. <laughs> They're cute names. Rain was like different, but it was still cute. Um, and then, yeah. And, you know, North was out there. And then we have Saint, which I like Saint T. I think that's a cute little name. Which you know that Kylie's going to call him Wolfie. And I like Chicago. Chicago is probably my favorite name of the She's world. so cute, though. And she, oh, my gosh. She's so pretty. Yes. Such Chicago is going to be the prettiest of them all. I don't know her and Stormy and True. I don't know if it was, like, because they were all born around each other. I don't know if they're <laughs> all so stinking cute. Oh, my gosh. So precious. Well, in lieu of that, we do have a quick game we're going to play. And it's called, How Do You Rate That Name? So here's some crazy kid names that we're just going to rate that are outside of the Kardashians, too, as well. These are uh, crazy celebrity names yes. for their kids. Um, so the first one... Not even crazy. I'm sorry. Just celebrity kid names. Um, so Holly Madison and her husband, Pasquale Rotella. We just have some names today. <laughs> <laughs> they named their daughter Rainbow Aurora. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a... I'm going to give it a... Four. <laughs> I wanted to say five. That was a struggle. <laughs> because you know, I'm just Rainbow itself. When you say Rainbow Aurora, I don't hate it. Um, but when you say like if, Rainbow, I mean it's not terrible. Honestly, I prefer Rainbow. Over She's Wolf. not a dog. <laughs> Rainbow. <laughs> I'm gonna call my son. You That's know? true. No, you're trying. No, I'm like, just kidding. Yeah. So I feel like I don't hate the name. Uh, it's not my favorite. I'm giving it a four out of ten. But yeah. I would agree with you. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10 just because, I mean, rainbows are pretty. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think Rainbow Aurora, she could be a majestic little cute little baby. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so Channing, Channing Tattoo? Why does it say tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan named their daughter Everly Tatum. I don't think Everly is a bad name, so I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to give that one. I'm going to give it uh, maybe a seven and a half. I'm not gonna be, because I don't love. I'm gonna give it an eight. I think it's a cute name. I actually really like the name Everly. Yeah, I think it's very. Well, I mean, not that I like Frozen, but it's very Frozen princessy type of. Yeah, name. it is kind of. But Everly is like a little. Yeah, it's yeah. cute. Okay, Reese Witherspoon. She named her youngest son Tennessee James. It's. I mean, very fitting. Is it not? But but this is the thing: is if you were gonna listen to your favorite country singer and his name was Tennessee James, you know it's gonna come out of you a <laughs> banger. You yeah, know, buy that album, right? Absolutely. Like that's a cool name. Like it's different, but it's like, wow! Did you hear Tennessee James's new song? <laughs> Hold on, you gotta listen to it. Like that is that's okay. a good. If he was gonna be a celebrity, that's a great name. Well, and she's like Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, so... I, I love ten out of ten. Okay, that one. Really I agree with me. you on that one. Yeah. Ten out of ten. It's super cute. So, um, yeah. Okay, so. Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green named their son Bodie Ransom Green. You know, I like the name Bodie. I think it's not bad. Ransom? Ransom. Like, is this taken for? <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Ransom. I like the name Bodie, though. Yeah, Bodie, too. I give that a 9 out of 10. I would give Bodie an 8 out of 10 for me. Um, the name, the middle name Ransom isn't doing much for me. I would, I'm going to give that like a 2 out of 10, but Bodie I like. I agree. So if we could have just given that name to him without the middle name, like Bodie, if, if would have given just, you a 10. Yeah, Bodie Green. It's cute. <laughs> it is. It's like yeah. super cute, I thought, but yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe Wolf is a trend because Lisa Bonet and husband Jason Momoa, well, I guess 
ex-husband. <laughs> they named their son Nakoa Wolf. See, but that's cooler. Nakoa Wolf is like, he's definitely going to slice you up if you meet him in the middle of a, of a forest. <laughs> Don't meet him in the middle of a street. Yeah. Like that's a, I mean, but to, yeah. Um, oh, I mean, like a name kind of. It's not my favorite, but that I could get behind. Yeah. I would give that a six out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Six and a half out of 10. Because if he had like a oh, scar on his you. face. Yeah. That would be, that would a be star? A scar. <laughs> oh, I thought you said a star Imagine on his got face. got like a street fight when he's older and he has a scar and he's like, yeah, my name is Nakoa Wolf. Like, oh my gosh. That, okay. We, then we'd have to give like a 12 <laughs> yeah. out of 10. You'd be so cool. All right. You're going to be a cool kid, Nakoa. <laughs> no, literally. Okay. So Nicholas Cage and Alice Kim named their son Cal El Copa. Coppola. Cal L. Coppola. Coppola. Cal L. Coppola. <laughs> we are just on a roll today. Cal L. Coppola. You know what? I'm, I'm going to give it a 2 out of 10, not because I don't like the name. Nobody can say it. Nobody can say I it. I know. That's up there with Elon Musk's child. It's yeah, just like, no. how about just no name? As no know? reflection on what they picked, you just can't say the name. I, I just, two yeah. Sorry, you get. I'm gonna give you a one out of ten. <laughs> um, Jason Bateman and his wife Amanda named their daughter Maple. That's cute. It's not my favorite. I mean, I hope she likes pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> not my favorite. I'm gonna give it a five out of ten, but it's cute. Um, yeah, I don't know if she literally has a plate of pancakes in front of her with a photo. I'd have to give it an eight out of ten. She's it's, but it's kind of cute though. It's cute. A five out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I I stick with my. I'll do seven out of ten. Okay, you do that. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica Simpson and Eric Johnson named their son Ace Coot Johnson. (laughs) Newt. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Newt. I'm gonna say Canute. Ace Canute. Can we go to friends? Jessica, I'm so sorry. But the name Ace. The name Ace. Ace, I'm gonna give it a five. Uh, We're gonna stick with the first name and I'm gonna give it, I don't know, I'll give it a a six because we're laughing. Not at you. Oh my gosh. Oh, terrible. Um, of course, we all know Mariah Carey named her and Nick Cannon named their twins Moroccan and Monroe. Which I think is cute. So adorable. Yeah. I give it a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Love that. Yeah. So cute. Uh, Kira and Kevin's daughter, they named her Sosie Rose. Sosie. That's sassy. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love Kira Sedgwick and Kevin Bacon together? So see. I just have to give it a 10 out of 10 because of who the parents are because they're just such a cute couple. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Mm, I'll give it a 7 because so, so see, saucy, saucy, it's yeah. Saucy, they're not from New Jersey. <laughs> they could. They could be. Maybe. I don't know where they're from to be honest. Yeah. Saucy. Okay, so Kate Hudson's son's name is Ryder. I feel like it's kind of common. It's. I don't I mean, think it's I don't really feel like that's an abnormal name. Yeah, writer. I, I mean, I don't love the name, but I think it's, I'm going to give it a five and a half. You mean your next child, you're not going to go with writer? You know, I recently found out that Kurt Russell is her stepdad. 
and I felt shook to my core. <laughs> One of those memes, I was this, this yeah, old when I, I found out. I was today years old when I found out that Kurt Russell was her stepdad. Yeah. And it made all of my overboard dreams come true. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I know, a favorite movie. Literally so good. Okay, and then the last name that we're going to do, um, Sylvester Stallone named his son Sage. I feel like Sage is such a common name. You know, the only reason I'm going to get it, give this a 10 out of 10 is because I get called Sage. Because apparently Jade being four letters <laughs> is super hard for people. And because I'm awesome and I get called Sage, <laughs> then we're going to say 10 out of 10. 10, out of 10. Well, because I my, think actually you're awesome. Actually, my, my best friend, her husband calls me Sage. She'll be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go meet up with Jade. He's all Sage. And I'm like, she's, I mean, and I've known her for like, what, six years now? And he still calls me Sage. It's so funny. And now is it a joke or he really thinks? Well, no, it's a joke. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, does he really think you're still Sage? Well, no. because people call you that and they think you're pretty awesome, then I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 too. I guess we're not going to get our baby name list from this, right? For any future grandchildren. Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thank you for joining us for the game. That was fun. That was fun. I liked I know, it. So cute. Um, so now we're going to talk about some housewives. Yeah, let's move on to some housewives. Um, where do you want to start with who this week? Well, I mean, we could we could follow up on on Salt Lake City with um the after the hot mic moment. Yeah. On on that episode. What are your thoughts as far as honestly? The moment that sticks out of my head the most is when Lisa is in the bathroom and she's screaming at everybody. Saying, I'm richer than all of you. She's, yeah, she's saying, I'm richer than all of you. I don't have to be. Yeah. Like, I, I'm here be, basically because I'm gracing you with my presence and yeah. you should be blessed. Yeah. Yeah. It just, for me, it was so funny, but the, it's, it's the epitome of your miss, you're not reading the room and you're yeah. kind of missing the picture of what all of this is really right. about. That whole episode, I have to say, was a train wreck. And you and I agree at certain points, we were like, is it still going? When is this going? To end? No, it literally was like, it doesn't stop. And there's still, and you know what? Uh, well, Alma, I feel like it's the same, same thing every week at this point. We're still fighting about, at this point, they're not even mad that Jen's like defrauding money. <laughs> they're fighting about Lisa being a bad friend. Where was Meredith? Did she even have a memorial? You know, we're fighting about, uh, Things that happened with Jen Shaw and what she said about, you know, Meredith's son. And, you know, and then Whitney is, I don't know, Whitney is fighting herself, fighting her own demons. I don't know. Whitney's putting wild rose on her face. <laughs> yeah. And so, I don't know. I just, it's like the same thing. And I would like to be able to move on to new storylines at some point. Yeah. It's, it's starting to feel a bit like Groundhog Day with it. Yeah. It's like, okay, we get it. I mean, truly, I came to this season because I wanted to see the Jen Shaw tea, you know, and then... Lisa started acting like a crazy person, which was very entertaining. But overall, why are we still talking about what Meredith was doing on the day that Jen got arrested? And you guys are completely not talking about the fact that Jen got arrested and what for. Yeah, it's definitely something we're hoping that Bravo is going to help edit to move on to something different because it's getting a little old. And there's a, a lot of people love Salt Lake City. They said Salt Lake City has put Real Housewives to a new level. Yeah. And I think it had up until the last two to three weeks, like the hot mic moment we were waiting for, yeah. but it's over and it's still, you know, it's just the same drama, same drama. Mm -hmm. It's not even good drama though anymore. Yeah. I, 
You know, I'm not. Uh, I, I still looking forward. I still look forward every week to watching the episodes, and I absolutely still think it's entertainment. But if we're talking about storylines, yeah, I feel like it's a bit drawn out at this point. I just cannot wait for the reunion. That's really what I'm waiting for. Oh my gosh, for. we have the finale <laughs> this week, right? Yeah. And then the reunion, and I cannot wait to oh, see how dying for the reunion. And you know, I. I'm excited, so we'll keep you guys tuned in on the finale next week. But I want to talk about some jerseys. I know, I couldn't wait. Yes, let's get into it. <laughs> get Salt Lake City over with. Let's get to the New Jersey. Yes, uh, New Jersey this week. We got to see more of um, about Jen's surgery, which she she did come out and say that um, on, on social media. She didn't say it on the episode, but she did say she's not happy with her surgery. She wishes she never did it. She regrets doing it. She went to a doctor in Turkey. He talked her into doing the chin implant. She was not super for it, but agreed and regrets it. Wishes she could have her old nose back. And uh, yeah, I think it was, it was a, it was good that she came out and spoke about the surgery because I think we all were kind of scratching our head as to what happened there um with the surgery situation so she yeah she did she came out and said that her husband calls her a pain won't do her surgery anymore she went to turkey and got a botched surgery and blasted the guy's name oh said, totally don't ever go here which i love when people do that because yeah. i hate when people say i got a botched surgery but i'm not going to tell you who did it you know i feel like when i see when i saw her tweet out there and she was talking about the surgery and how it didn't work out so well Part of me is a little bit upset at her husband for not stopping her from doing this and making sure that he did it at whatever cost because, yeah. and I don't know, I, I don't know what the dynamics are. I would like to find out on exactly what persuaded her to do that. I know she said that she said she's a pain, but I feel like there's just more to it. Maybe we don't know, so we can't really judge, but Bill this is your wife. Yeah, what are we doing? Here, what are you doing? I mean, honestly, I'm mad at you, Bill. <laughs> uh, especially because when you do plastic surgery on your face, if it goes wrong, that's your face. If you get a bad boob job, you could cover it up. But when it's your nose, yeah. when it's your face and your chin, I mean, you can't cover it up. And there's, you could, I mean, she can get a revision and she could go get a different surgery. But then it's like, uh, I've heard people who have had to get two or three nose jobs because they got a bad one, they went to go get it fixed, that one went bad, and they had to get it done again and have to keep getting it done. I hear nose jobs can either be so easy or such a pain. Yeah. She has said that she likes her nose now. I wonder if she has had revisions, which if I were her, if she did, I wouldn't say. I yeah. would just, and she doesn't owe anybody that. No. Just kind of curious not. if maybe she had, but I hope that she's happy with it now, especially after people berated her for it. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's nice because she did say in her tweet about that, she, you know, she mentioned about how when you go to get plastic surgery, you think it's going to be a certain way. Well, you think you're going to come out and all of your insecurities are going to be gone. You think I'm going to go in with this nose that I don't love and I'm going to come out and I'm going to feel like the best version of myself. So to have a botched surgery is devastating. Because they compare themselves. The gauge is social media. Well, yeah, and I mean, when the you say you, imperfections you, of yeah. filters that are covering them up, you take a, a picture to your surgeon, you say, this is what I want to look like. And then you, you go to sleep and you think, gosh, when I wake up, I'm going to feel, I'm going to look like I've always wanted to look and you wake up and it's bosh. That's so devastating because yeah. I could have saved my money. I could have not gone under the knife. I didn't have to do all of this and I would have been fine. 
you know, I didn't need this surgery, but here we are. And now it's worse. And yeah. now I'm even more insecure. It's terrible. So we are glad that she's happy with her nose now. And I hope that everything works out well. And Jennifer has a lot going on this season with New Jersey. I just want just a side note to that. People, if you're going to get plastic surgery, please make sure your doctor is board certified. Yes. And please make <laughs> sure you're doing your research before you get your surgery done. Please. we. I mean, botched surgery is so devastating. Honestly, please go to a good surgeon, do your research, and make sure they're board certified. That is my PSA. Now we can move on. <laughs> Preach. Yeah. Like, please. Um, but yeah, no, Jen, she does. She has a lot going on this season on The Housewives. This last episode, um, you know, Margaret came out and you know, Margaret brought up uh, Bill's infidelity that happened t over 10 years ago, and Jen was devastated. You know, through the years, I have liked Margaret. Sometimes mm -hmm. she's been a little off, but overall, I've really liked her. Yeah. I think that Margaret is being a mean girl because I don't think that she really has a storyline this year, and I think going for Jennifer and her family is not the way to do it. I think that the biggest thing here is she didn't even tell her own family. She didn't tell her kids. Nobody in her family knew. And then Margaret, she wanted to make it a teachable moment. But these are people's lives. These are, are Jen's kids. And she's she's saying, these are my kids, though. And then Melissa's over there yapping. Yeah, basically, you deserve it. You did this to yourself. And I just think it's so rotten. And when do we have boundaries? When do we have boundaries of you don't talk about things that affect your kids. You don't talk about your dead dad's memorial. And where are the lines? Because, I mean, there are just some things that are off limits. I don't think they have them on, you know, reality TV, you know, to, Real Housewives. Gossiping about somebody's affair amongst your close friends and, like, the comfort of your home, I guess, if you wanted to be messy, like, that's your decision. But to blast it on national television and call people out in front of their families, I just, I can't, yeah. Well, the, the thing behind it is that people were supporting Margaret, even some of the other housewives saying that Jen has been the one that's been messy through the years because, again, she called out Margaret you know, in previous seasons regarding the fact that Margaret had had an affair with a married man and she was basically a homewrecker. And the problem is, though, is that Margaret was the one who released that information and will, she wrote it I, in a book. What I will say is Jen is messy and she can be messy. So I'm not taking that away from Especially Margaret. when she's drunk. <laughs> yes. And, but Margaret put that in a book to be judged by the world. Right. You Not that you should judge people for the decisions that they make. That's not what I'm saying. But you put it in a book and you made it public and people can have their opinions on public information. Jen didn't make Bill's affair public. That wasn't her decision. That was yours. That was Margaret. Well, and there was a dinner in previous seasons where Jen had t called out Margaret about being a homewrecker. And so Margaret's like, well, if you're going to call me for, out for being a homewrecker, why can we not call you out for the fact that you don't have a perfect marriage? But and the it, difference... it's not like Jen cheated on Bill. No, Bill, she was the cheat. Yeah, <laughs> she got cheated on. And Margaret's like, well, why can't we talk about Bill cheating on you? Like, that's traumatic. Did that's... Margaret think that maybe the reason Jen went after her like that is because she knows what it feels like to be cheated? Right. And I, I can't I can't even fathom sitting there saying, well, let's talk about your husband cheating on you since you want, you know, and, and, and I get what Margaret is saying. Oh, you want to act like you have the perfect marriage and you don't. But 
Jen's not talking about her current marriage. Jen is talking about the fact that she wa she was a mistress in somebody else's marriage and broke their marriage up and then is like proud of it. Yeah. Um yeah, and I I I think that I could understand what Margaret is trying to do. She's trying to say you came after me as a person, so now I'm going to come after you as a person, but Jen didn't cheat on Bill. Jen didn't do anything wrong. She got cheated on. She can be yappy, she can be a loudmouth, and yeah, she calls people out. And that's, you know, that's just how Jen is. You know, Margaret has her fair share of also calling people out. But I just felt like it was a line that didn't need to be crossed because Margaret put her information for the world to know. Jen didn't do that. Right. And now Jen posted on Twitter the other day about how her daughter got called in the counselor's office at school regarding this. And the counselor was asking her, are you okay? This should be, you know, just a message, like leave the kids out of it and yeah. don't, don't bring family stuff into it like that. I mean, if Jen had put it out there about her relationship with her husband and the fact that, you know, he had cheated on her, it'd be different. Or if Margaret had been cheated on by her husband at the time, and then Jen went after her and was like, well, you deserved it and you, you know, must've done something to cause him to cheat. Then that would be something completely different. Yeah. But I don't consider Jen a hypocrite in this situation who I do consider a hypocrite is Teresa. Oh, Teresa. <laughs> oh they're like, Margaret, you had no right. I was like, okay, let's, you, do you, you know what, Teresa, Teresa has Jen's back. So I'm not going to be too hard on Teresa because at least she's has Jen's back in a situation where Jen is not completely wrong. But Teresa, what are we doing? Can you imagine how Jackie must feel? Jackie's like, am I on glue or what? Yeah. And I mean, poor Jackie, because luckily, and, and Jackie said in the episode, she got to go to her kids and tell her kids, you know, the stuff that's being said about daddy isn't true. And Jen doesn't have that convenience, you know, and not to mention it was 10 years ago. And now it's, she said that they never really dealt with it. And so now I'm sure it's kind of like opening a wound that probably didn't fully close yeah and that's hard to deal with it's it's hard when you feel like you've moved on from something and now the whole world is judging something that you had to deal with and you didn't tell your friends or your family or your kids and you dealt with that in silence right you know? well it takes you back to lisa hutchstein from real house of, uh sorry real housewives of miami and when they rebooted the season, one of the first things that she said in her confessional was she talked about the fact that her husband had cheated on her on her emotionally. And they said, why are you saying this? And she said, because it's going to come out. And I know it is. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to head it off from the beginning. I don't know. And I guess, obviously, you know, Jen said that she hadn't talked about it. Nobody knew about it. Somebody must have known because the word right. got around. So somewhere. But, I mean, you have three parties involved. Mm -hmm. You have Bill and you have the other right. woman. And who knows if that woman ended up scorned and she what? was the one that ran her mouth. Right. What if she thought she was going to get money? Because she's like, oh, Jen, you know, she's on a reality TV show. And if yeah. I could say something, maybe they'll give me hush money. I mean, who knows? It's. There's yeah. more to it that they're not discussing, and they don't owe it to anybody to if, discuss it. If Jen didn't have kids, not saying that Margaret would be right, but if Jen didn't have kids, maybe I could see more. But, I mean, you don't... And then... I'm sorry, I just remembered. I remembered that it made me so mad. She said, what about my kids? Jen said, what about my kids? And Margaret said, kids are resilient. Oh, that's Send right. Therapy, yes. And then they'll be fine. <laughs> oh, Margaret, we cannot... I. <sighs> we forget that but you're right we cannot defend you at all margaret i'm sorry yeah i mean it just made me mad all over again who says that kids are resilient send them to therapy they'll be fine are you kidding me 
that was that was what made you justify your actions yeah that was what made you say i'm fine with what i said she has to tell herself something and but because that was she not made her entire thing. personality trait having trauma from her mother exactly yeah so how are you going to say kids are resilient when your entire personality trait on this show is my mother gave me trauma well because maybe she's saying her mom should have sent her to therapy like i mean honestly yeah it's a bad look for margaret and i'm going to tell you right now it's not going to go well for her and people aren't going to like her if this is her yeah the train that she is going to ride through this whole season it's just terrible if it's the sword she's gonna die on i i won't support margaret no. again you're not gonna talk about my kids you're yeah. not no mm-mm. you're yeah. not gonna say oh your kids are resilient just give them therapy but here's what we're not gonna do yeah no it was just so bad so hopefully margaret will get see it all of this and, yeah get it together because, because boy i mean at the reunion we better see an apology or something <laughs> my thought is is margaret i know you just remodeled your house but instead of yapping your mouth why don't you go like, it's still kind of very hodgepodgey. Yeah, fix your house. Yeah. Worry about yourself. Yes. Go fix your me. own little fishbowl. <laughs> you have plenty of things to do besides worry about what my husband is doing. Yeah. So, anyway, that was the biggest drama on Rojasas in New Jersey. So, we'll see how it plays out. Honestly, though, I do. I have to give props to Jen because she could have said, you don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean that this yeah, happened? She and, could have denied And it. she put Margaret in her place and came out and was like, it wasn't the... Well, and then we have to see her at the party and she's like, I'm just trying to put on a brave face because I don't want my kids to know like inside and falling apart. And she did. She put on a great facade for her kids. If that's not the epitome of being a mother, then I don't right. know what it is. Well, and then they all met up after that and Jen shows up and she's upset. And so she's in the room and Jackie, of course, has compassion for her because she knows right. what this feels like circa last season. And then here comes Margaret marching in, just being an a-hole. And she was like, well, and, and, why know, are you mad? Why are you mad? And I'm well, like, yeah, you have Dolores being like, and she was talking about you too, Jackie. And then, you know, she told Jackie, oh, well, uh, Jen was trying to get information when everything was going on, you know, with your husband. And Jen was like, I was, I was, I was being nosy and I'm sorry for that. I was being nosy and yeah. I shouldn't have done it. And so of course, Jackie has every right to be upset. So I'm not, I'm not upset for at Jackie for reacting because she has every right to be upset, but at least Jen owned it. I mean, come on. She could have sat there and been like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're a liar. <laughs> you know, my question is, if these girls, if these women were not getting paid to be on the show, would they be friends? No, they would not be friends. Absolutely not. I, I think. I think that the OG people who have been friends for years, like Dolores and Teresa and Melissa, I think they would be friends, but they would never be friends with Jen if they weren't getting paid for it. They would oh, never hang out. Absolutely her. not. And I just, Teresa is a handful. I would never be friends with her. If you want to pay me to be on a show with her, I'll tolerate you. I but feel that's like it. Teresa ramps it up for the show. I feel like she may not be as terrible of a person, not on the show, but I can't stand her. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's a good mom and I think she's been through a lot, but it yeah. is what it is. So anyways, more to come on New Jersey because it is just starting. I know. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be a good season, but yeah, no, Marge, we got to get it together. And but Beverly Hills, I'm waiting for that because oh there was some God. drama and Aspen unfolding that we don't really know what all the drama Honestly, was. We're, we're kind of confused because we heard that Kathy quit. We heard that Kathy sent out a, a cease and desist to Lisa Renna, and then we heard she sent out a cease and desist, but it wasn't to Lisa Renna. And then we heard somebody sent a, a cease and desist, but it wasn't from Kathy. There's a lot of mixed information right now, um, but I think the one final thing that we want to talk about before we wrap it up is some Erica Jane drama really quickly. Yeah, um, and with the Erica Jane, we do know for sure that Lisa Renna, I think, is 
rifting with Erica Jane. So she's no longer supporting her. And there's been some commotion on Twitter and they're going back and forth with memes. So Lisa Rinna, I think, is finally not on the Erica Jane wagon, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, she she was going to die on that sword. Oh, my gosh. She totally was. Yeah. So um, uh, Erica Jane did an interview uh, talking about how this uh, lawsuit and stuff going on with Tom has been the darkest time of her life. Yeah, it was an E! News interview that she had said. Um, this is a title of the article is that Erica Jane gets candid about the darkest time of her life after being dismissed from lawsuits. So they're referring to the lawsuit where the charges were dismissed in Illinois that we've talked about previously in a podcast. So we're not going to go into depth about that. The thing is, is that she's really drawing attention to the fact that the charges were dismissed from the lawsuit and she's making it appear as if that's done i mean and of course we did clarify previously it was without prejudice which means they could follow them again and according to jay edelson the attorney on the the case is planning on filing in california shocking that he he's hasn't. come out and said he's planning on refiling so that's not rumor he's said it in a quote right so she's out here i would guess this is considered damage control yeah i mean i think she's trying to run with the narrative i think she's trying to say oh well i was released from this lawsuit so basically all of you guys were wrong ha 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 and let me tell you about how for me again and let me whine about it some more yeah so these are this is a quote to e-news that she wrote in this art that they wrote an article so this is in the article from e-news that says uh, a quote from her that says you know they can't you know when they can't get to that man then they turn to his partner and that's what i think has happened the real housewives of beverly star exclusively told e-news justin sylvester on the february 11th episode of daily pop I think that I have taken a lot of the attention that should be for other people, other people, not just person people. I've been the whipping girl for a lot of people, and I've taken the beating in the public when others should be. And then she goes on to say, let me go down to the bottom here. This has been the darkest part of my life, just the most desperate, most afraid I've ever been in my life, most unsure most volatile. I've been angry. I've been sad. I've been happy. I've been everything. And it's really challenged me to my core. And I imagine when you're the victims that have lost out on all the money from this attorney, her husband, and see the lifestyle that Erica lives, how that must feel when she's saying these things. Mm -hmm. And I think, I know we've discussed it in great length before, so we won't make this very long at all about her, but I would say deflection and it's not a good look once again Erica. listen she's gonna take any moment to say poor me that she can that she can get she's always going to say but what about me and poor me and do you know what i've been through because she still has never come out and just been like i'm so sorry that this happened and i had nothing to do with it but i'm so sorry for what you guys are going through and this is absolutely devastating and these earrings oh let me give them back <laughs> and you know let me help and none of it's, it's never been that it's never let me hold a charity event for these victims because what happened to them was and you know it's it's never been about the victims it's always that she is a victim yeah of tom but she directly benefited from him ripping these people off and you know what would have been i think a good thing too is it's if she wants to play herself as a victim great you can do that but maybe you should recognize the other victims and you could say listen I was a victim. You guys were a victim. We've all been victims of this man. This one man victimized all of us together. I just don't know. And I don't think, I'm not saying that that's great, but I'm just saying at least she could acknowledge like the victims for me, that way. If it were me, I wouldn't even make it about myself. If, if I wanted to whine about it to my mom <laughs> and my lawyers, like that's one thing. 
But to know what these people, the tragedy they've already been through, and then to have to go through that too. And I would never make it about myself publicly. I would never make it about myself. I'd probably, like I said, whine to my mom about it. And that's about it because it's just read the room. How you don't have any compassion for anybody besides yourself. You don't, you're, I mean, you're just, you're, you're just so narcissistic. You know, you'd only care about yourself. And I can't imagine knowing that these people already had devastation and have lost loved ones. And then they had this happen to them and they trusted somebody who did this to them. And then, and just make it about yourself. I just don't, I don't know. I don't get it. No. Well, she did come out with a hairline. So does this mean that you're not going to buy any of her hair? I mean, (laughs) your birthday is coming. I was kind of thinking. Yeah. I want Erica Jane's overpriced, mediocre hair. Right. I know you got to wonder the quality, but uh, she's well. There. Yeah, I mean the quality of the, she. She no, we're not going to talk about because we're not even going to promote her. No, we're not. No. But I'm just saying, I think it's funny. It's in a way, it's because it's kind of the fall. She went from being on Broadway to slinging hair. So I mean, yeah, it's a hard fall from grace when you have to sell cheap hair. But... Right. Anyways, don't buy it. Yeah, we're not going to promote her. Oh. Anyways, so. so well, that I think ties up all the subjects for this week. Yes, we. Um, we have the Super Bowl we're looking forward to, yeah. so we'll see what team wins, and we hope you guys have a very Bravo week. Yeah, <laughs> I can't say pop the bottle week anymore. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so go Rams? Oh, um, it, yeah, if you want to go for the Rams, I'm going to go for the Bengals. You changed it. No, I told you I'm Team Odell Beckham Jr., but I'm rooting for the Bengals. You can't have the best of both No, girls. that's my, no, I am. Oh my gosh. I'm rooting for this the Bengals. This is going to be a fight. We're going to be slinging chips and dip everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly. Chili cheese Yes. Um, we're going to see who comes back and who is victorious, you or me, Bengals versus Rams. And also tune into Euphoria because there's um, Super Bowl Part 2 going on there. Can't wait. All right. That sounds good. Yes, and you guys, make sure you follow us on social because we are active all week long. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, um, pop the bottle with two E's, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we will see you guys next week. On the flip side, right? Yes. Have a good (laughs) week.